questions of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio, right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio on this lovely May 6th, day after Cinco de Mayo 2015. As always, I am one of your humble hosts, Angel Espino, and with me as usual is that other guy. We call him Alan Weiler. Alan, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Uh, I'm surviving. Um, I'm home because I'm almost curled up in bed from being a little sick, and it's a rare thing for me to get sick. Yes, indeed. You do sound like you're sick. You sound like you got the Ebola. What do you got? What are you, what are you coming uh, out with? Close. There's an E in it. Uh, e. coli. Oh, that's bad, man. Well, you been hanging out with yeah. this week? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I ate your mom's cooking. I don't know. Um, that's a complete <laughs> lie because my mother is a great chef. That's why I'm. I know, talking. I know, I know. I'm just teasing with you. You know, great cook. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say where I got it, how I got it. I'm just in a lot of pain. Lots that's of all. pain, huh? Lots yeah. of pain. Lots of pain, and um, you know, things just come flying out, and yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. Oh, man, it's going to be an interesting night tonight. If you hear any uh, sounds later on, if we do the blast from the a-holes, it might be coming from this guy. No, 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 no. You recorded your own. That's not mine. Folks, that is not mine. And if you don't like the sound of it, please call in or email in and complain that you want the sound changed. You want more special effects, more echoes, more whatever you want. But just know it's coming from the other guy. It's not me. Total lie. Total uh, unless lie. you had one of those really, really good, good microphones that's got the parabolic thing, and you're aiming it that many hundred miles away to get mine recorded, it wasn't me. You know, I've known you for a long time. I've could've, I could have gotten this audio at any given time. In that case, since we didn't have a radio show planned that far back together, I am afraid as to why you recorded it. Well, I force, you know, I foresaw that one day we were going to be doing a radio show together, you and I. Remember, my last name is Espino, E S P, I, N O. I know. Psychic man. Ooh, that's a psychic funny abilities. one. Ooh, psychic I got abilities. Call, I got to call the psychic hotline. You know, it's funny talking about psychic hotlines. I actually did a, uh, a wannabe psychic show once a long time ago, like eight years ago, right. uh, where I pretended to be psychic. And I figured out how psychics do it. I really do. I really did. Um, I, at least it worked for me that night. In fact, I have the show archived um, on my website somewhere. Uh, but funny enough, I did a show on Block Talk Radio where it was called the Cuban Psychic Show. And I had people call in, and I pretended to be a Cuban psychic. 
And Nancy Burns, please mute yourself again. Thank you very much. And as a Cuban psychic, see how I saw that it was her? See, as a Cuban psychic, see, there she goes. I took calls and I actually indulged the audience that was calling and I took their questions and I actually gave them psychic, a psychic reading. And I was pretty dead on accurate. Okay. You know, the closest thing I did was I played poker with tarot cards and I got a full house and four people died. Now, you know how I did it? And in fact, Rich Giordano, who's been on the show here from the AZ UFO show, uh, he can attest to this. He was he was around. He he was actually in the chat room, and he was like, "Oh my God, Jackal, you're you're killing it tonight. These people, you're nailing it." And it, all I did was I asked like random questions, like, "Have you had a death in your family recently?" Well, yeah. Well, how many people have not had a death in their family within the last uh, ten years, maybe? Uh, I don't know. And ten years is recent. A year, two years, three years, that's pretty recent. Even a decade is pretty recent. So, you know, stupid questions like that and, and it went on and on and on. But it's it was pretty easy to do. But I'll maybe one day post that on skywatchersradio.com, the Cuban Psychic Show. Okay, well, you know, that would be a fun one, yeah, sure. And we'll have people calling in. And when you can't figure out what their problem is, you'll switch to Spanish, hoping that they'll go away. And that will work also, by the way. It will work. <sighs> I actually believe that. Este will become el programa de los psychics. That's Spanglish, by the way. Now, joining us tonight is a gentleman who is not psychic in one bit, but he is a great person to talk to about UFOs, the JFK assassination, and other conspiracies that are out there. The one, the only, UFO Digest's own, Robert Morningstar will be with us. I am so looking forward to see what he's got tonight. But we do have to also get to the news as well before we get to that, don't we? We will. And the person laughing earlier, Nancy Burns, is going to join us here in a couple minutes. And uh, we're going to go over some news that she supposedly has this week. I don't know. It's been kind of a train wreck the last two weeks, Alan. I don't know. What do you think? You think we're actually going to get through some news this week? It would be nice, but I can't guarantee it. Would be nice. If anybody wants to call in and get in on the uh, the action here, please do so. 786-245-8127. You can call in now and ask questions. We will talk, you know, shoot the uh, back and forth. Or you could uh, call in when Nancy is on and ask her, where's the news, Miss Burns? And then, you know, she'll give you an answer, and hopefully we'll... That would be good. Would be, it'll be a good one, I'm sure. Uh, but... Uh, Nancy Burns, you're on the air. We all know you're there laughing, so just get online with us. And uh, what kind of news do we have today with you? Uh, you just have <laughs> no faith. You have None. no imagination. Well, you know, I'm agnostic. Yes, that's true. And rightly borderline, so. But... Borderline, borderline atheist. Borderline evil. I'm about to, well, that too, but I'm about to go to that atheist route, the way things are going for me. I'm just like, you know, I'm right there, man. I'm being, I'm being pushed towards the atheist corner. Okay, well, you could do Slowly anything you surely. want as long as you produce my new show. Actually, no, wait. That's <laughs> I'm the no, producer. We, we're not She's producing about it. That. We're not talking about that. You're sidetracking. No, get see? Back to see? Huh? Okay. Well, <laughs> it's called Bill Haven anyway. Yes, news, it is. news, news, <laughs> news, news. Spoilers! Now, I do have a couple of different links that I uh, provided the two of you. Yes, so but here's the thing. I news. brought two two news bits. Yeah, but Either, you want to tell me what they them were. Are in, both of them are undeniable, and quite frankly, I have two in case you took my one away, which would be very obvious. And the fact that you haven't begun to talk about it shows me that you've not done your homework. But I have. Yeah, yes, yeah, I have. I've been kind of busy. But... Go ahead. What is the one news you, you want to go over? Give it, okay, give now it to you us. are fading in and out on my headphone, just letting you know. 
No, that's actually your internet connection. You've been doing it all night. But What do you mean? Am I fading in and out? You're always fading in and out, Nancy. Always no, seriously. Am I fading in and out? Because <laughs> no, now you that sound I'm... fine. No, no, you sound okay. okay. Because, see, I'm, going to, I'm learning audacity, and you are such a mean person. I tell you, I asked some <laughs> basic little questions last two nights ago after the show. I'm going to have to ask Keith, you know, and I don't ever want to bother Keith. Okay, again, um, what were we saying, uh, Alan? Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. sidetrack. Yeah, that's, that's I what it was. I, I was keeping out of it for a second. Number one, I'll <laughs> pretend I'm a guy. I'll pretend I'm a guy. I have two things I want to talk about. Number one. All right, Bruce Jenner, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the Roswell slide. Oh, yeah, you saw oh, that. Yeah, the Roswell slide. And I think it's definitively suggested that it's a slide into oblivion, another really low Oops. point for the UFO field. Yeah. Right? So do you You're want any about, information about what it? What is this all about? Because I've got no clue right now about it. Oh. Yeah, the photo revealed of what looks like a uh, an infant. Right. Dead. It's a Cinco de Mayo... I guess, kind of sinkhole, if you will. Hang and on. I'm bringing it up right now. Uh, remember remember the Dream Team and remember the Roswell slide that was going to be revealed if mm-hmm. you had some money. Right. Sort of like uh, okay. 20 bucks you had, to, you had to fork over to see the thing revealed live. And so a few people did, I'm sure, the, the various journalists. And so I'm getting my information directly from a good site, the Black Vault. Do you guys know um, John Yeah, Green? I know the Black well, yeah, 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 I know. He's that. a hero. He's just a hero, and you go to his site. So, well, he puts all his cards on the table, you know. Well, and, no, you know, he just does the work. He's he's not right. a slacker. Yeah, I don't know what he does as his full time thing, but he must. I think got. it's. I think. Well, he's a producer as well, and quite frankly, I oh. believe this has become. Remember, he started when he was fifteen. Oh. Fifteen. He was, um, uh, you know, a an indigo child. Yes, indeedy. Uh. We could talk about stuff like that in Bella Haven after the Art Bell show. Oh, yeah. plug, plug, shut up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, every so these slides. That, folks, I'm gonna, every time you do that, folks, I'm just going to say plug, plug, plug. <laughs> well, I'll have to get a sound. Keep her online, Alan. Keep her online yeah, for me. Go ahead. Anyway, every time well, we I'm very plug, excited plug, about this. No, I am, no, no, I am don't literally forget, Angel, we can now bill her for every time she plugs our show this because she's true. already got yeah. her 30 seconds free. This is so. true. Something like that. We we okay. We all have to put our heads together and kind of kind of monetize. Could you give us our credit card? Moment. Could you give us your credit card number over the phone right now? Yeah, I can do that. But anyway, so let me tell you why this thing's a hoax. It looks like based on somewhat decent research, because you know, unless you pay, you forked over the twenty bucks, you didn't have, you weren't privy to a high res version of that photo. Now it's easy to understand that this was taken in forty seven, and right. that's all the Kodak can vet. Just like with um, that stupid um, footage alien of the alien, o- the alien autopsy. Right, um, right. So basically, I mean, in other words, um, you can play around with film stock and stuff in Kodak. What are they going to – they don't care. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. just because the film is original stock from whatever time period doesn't mean that was shot at that time. They but it looks it now, like right? it was, and it doesn't matter because what the guy hmm. took a picture of was a mummy. It's a, it's a mummy that was gifted, as they say, I hate that word, to right. the Smithsonian from the British, let's see which British museum. He was a real mummy. He's, um, he it was, was child, founded in right? 1856, transferred okay. to U.S. Smithsonian in 1956, um, and basically he's the Roswell alien. Um, and this guy took, I'm sure, a photo, because when, um, when you get the higher-res photo of this slide... You'll see that uh, you can read the the uh, there's some inscriptions on the like display case the guy is laying in. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and so it's just like the wonderful, the same thing. I think one of the best pieces of evidence on the planet is the photograph, high, high, high res, that appeared in the Roswell Daily uh, Record when the guy was uh, posing with the um, uh, Brazil, uh, Keith Brazel, not Brazel, uh, Marcel, Jesse Marcel. Oh, Jesse Marcel, senior. Right. When he's posing right. with the crap that they laid out to pretend. Right, with the, right, the, um, the, the weather balloon. Right, and then I believe I believe it's a higher up who comes in and kneels on one knee and he's holding the, um, the gripped in his say again the gripped up paper you know the paper right. the the uh, Western Union and with a high res look at it and I have the actual photo um, someone uh, sent it to me. So um, these slides were supposed to be that alien they were talking about in that note. You know, all I say is I just no, want to not at all, head. Angel, not at all. This okay. is just this is just a well-traveled man who took a picture of the mummy. I thought you were going with this. No, no, no. Oh, right. he, it, okay. it looks like this guy. His <laughs> name was Ray. His last name was Ray. Something like Bruce Ray or something Ray or or A Y. It's up here. It's Ray uh, Ray. It's uh, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Let me find the man's name anyway. Cinco de Mayo um, Ray. All I can yeah. say is if I don't have DNA evidence, I'm not buying it. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, the, Me too. The, the, the owner of the slides, the originator of the slides was an older fellow who did a lot of traveling and took a lot of really great photos, uh-huh. the, way, the way sightseers do. And this is one of those. So yeah, it's, 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 the like, same story. it's the same story as the alien autopsy in the 90s. Oh, yeah, it's an old guy who's a photographer and he just took some you know, photos. No, 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 it's not at all. You don't understand. He took a photo of the, of, the, of the mummy in the museum. But I know. It's, Today's people who are saying it's an alien. Oh, I got that part. Okay, so what don't you get? It's no, nothing I got like the, the autopsy. The I, autopsy. No, was, so you're not getting what I was saying. Was that it's kind, see, of, kind of a similar story? No, it's just a similar storyline. The same thing with the other uh, alien autopsy. It was an old guy who sold the footage, uh, or he had taken the footage. No, but see, when he was what, what you're looking at with your eyeballs in the oh, alien boy. autopsy was completely made up. It was uh, a soundstage, and they pretend. I know. I'm just saying the story. This is not. This is a really no, a get, photo. This is I not made up. Part. I got that part. I'm just saying oh. the so story not, sounds similar. <sighs> That's all. Well, you know, it's going to be Similar hard story. for you, it's going to be hard for you to ever get on Bella Haven because I don't think you I don't <laughs> plug, think you're going to fit plug, in. Shameless plug, 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 shameless plug, plug, plug. Uh, never ends. And I'm sorry, I was all I, I still am rocking. Do you know people don't realize um, if I'm sitting if I were, if I were sitting at a desk chair, I would be squirming around and stuff trying to get comfortable at this time of the night. And instead, I work on a couch because I work on a laptop, and it's just as hard to get comfortable. And that's what I was doing when I unmuted. I fell over onto the mute button. I was trying to. I, I heard that. Yeah. So, okay, that's number one. <laughs> number two is a sad. It's not a funny story. It's not. But you guys would never know about it. But it's just that a very, very, very famous person in the whole um, Roswell community has died, and I don't think anybody's mentioned it before. His name is. Is, the rap, is that the rapping granny from The Wedding Singer? I heard she just. Oh, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, I heard about that. She was 101 years old, too. Yeah. Talking, you're talking about Roswell? Um, yeah, you didn't see The yeah, Wedding sure. Singer? The Wedding Singer, that happened in Roswell. Yeah. Did it? Adam Sandler. Uh, right. I don't, like, I don't yeah. like Adam Sandler movies very much. Great. Um, we got the 51st dates. Uh, on Blu-ray for free, so I watched it because it was beautifully filmed. Drew Barrymore is in that also, by the way. Yeah, I know. And, oh, I, and awesome. it was okay. But anyway, this is Glenn Dennis. He was the um, the mortician. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, he passed away, Glenn Dennis, really? Yes. Uh-huh. And oh, I just wow. want to let, you know, kind of make it. And then repeat, again, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, one of the greatest writers in our field, really, bar none, um, Colin Bennett died. Um, and a lot of people just don't know that he's missing. And that's why I'm, ho- I'm hoping to work with his widow, Philomena, um, and get his stuff to a wider audience. Thus, the hyperzine. Ta-da! Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. plug, plug. Shameless plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Shameless plug, 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 plug. No, Glenn Dennis died on the 28th, though, right? On April 28th? So what? So what? I ha- it's, You're I, a couple it's of days new- late. Shameless I'm plug, 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 It's the news I gathered. I only found out about it today. It was, <laughs> it's news well, to me. <laughs> rest in peace to Glenn Dennis. Shut up. He, you haven't. He was, you- he was 90. I wish I could make it to 90. That'd be great. Oh, you will. You will. Okay, you're young. If you would just start eating properly, you will make it to 120. No problem. Just oh, start yeah. I just going paleo or whatever you want to call it. Just stop eating carbs. You will. Yeah. You're, you will thank yeah, me. That's, that's easier said than that. done. <laughs> no, you I think have... it is, but it's way easy once you do it because everything you love about food is not in the carbs. That just carries all the great flavors. It's the great flavors. Um, you'll see. There's. I'm telling you. Trust me. I mean, I, bake, I know but... because I have to change my diet right now. I just found out I might be pre-diabetic. See that? Whoa, that's terrible. And you know you understand that sugar and carbs are the identical thing to your to your yeah, liver. And your, your... My problem is with all my traveling, having a halfway decent meal has been a little no, no, no. This, yeah. Okay, listen. Um, and expensive too. That's the worst part. They, it's expensive uh, to eat healthy. Th- well, you know, it's easiest, a crappy meal. Guys, the easiest way to start on this is to follow the bulletproof stuff because it's easy to remember bulletproof, and it's a guy. And he's sort of like a success monger. He's trying to be the next Elon Musk. Everybody's trying to fight for the next title of who's the nutritionist that everybody's going to follow. And anyway, he's, he's opening a uh, bulletproof uh, coffee shop in Santa Monica. And that's what he's kind of advertising on his site right now. I'm on his I mailing list. I am not list. traveling to Santa Monica just No, but, but, but just you. in other words, it's catching on that what he's doing is catching on so much that he's able to open a coffee shop because he adds butter to coffee. Okay, he's that, that guy. It sounds disgusting. It, it just... does, and until you until you taste a frothy, frothy, frothy la- buttery. Lactate. See, butter and coffee just does not sound healthy. No, but but but, it, but it's heavy, heavy cream. Basically, butter is heavy cream. I hope you understand this. You take heavy. cream. You know, this is Skywatchers Radio, not Nutrition Watchers Radio, right? That's no, no. Saying. But here's what: just my, I'll just tell you this. If oh, you boy. put heavy cream in a mixing bowl, and you turn the mixer on high, I'm sold. Just, heavy cream in a mixing bowl. Some cereal? Milk? <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, yeah. if you kept the mixer on, do you know what happens to the heavy cream? Do you know? It gets, cre- gets creamier? Nope. Let, let's play clog an artery. <laughs> do yeah. you know what happens? Really, neither guy here knows what happens to the cream, do you? No, no, no. actually. I don't, we're guys. I don't, we're, we're guys. I don't, seven years old, and you don't know I don't what drink happens? Coffee. I don't drink I don't, coffee either. Yeah. Okay, so, so you put the cream in a mixing bowl, and you turn on the mixer, and you don't turn it off. You just watch, right? Going on fast speed, or you throw the cream in a blender, right? It becomes sure. what it guys. It becomes butter. Well, that's fine. fascinating, Nancy. That's where butter comes from. You know, you know what's fascinating also. There's going to be a, a, a TV show based on Area 51 called yeah. High School 51. They should. That's teach, fascinating. They should teach this in that high school. You so see the kids how I'm feel so alien. away from Weight Watchers program here. Yeah. All Weight Watchers Radio. Yeah. Just not right now. Yeah. No, check this out. This is a, a, actually really cool if it does come to fruition and they actually make this show. 
Uh, it's a new show in development that focuses on a high school that uh, that's at the secret Nevada military installation, which is not so secret anymore because the government said every 51 years. I think yeah, they moved, exists. but... Yeah, probably they're at Area 54 now. They're down the hall now. Um, yeah. Right. Off to the left. A little bit, yeah, a little bit uh, in the shadows. Yeah. Off to the left. Now, the show is going to be simply titled High School 51. It's an original series from digital media company called Machinima? Machinima? Machinima. Folks, I am too tired to correct his pronunciation. No, because so you can't pronounce it in. either. Because we talked about this before the show, in. and you didn't know either. Do me either, a favor. So. Give out the ha. phone number. Folks, please call in and correct him on how it's pronounced. I'm it's too Machinima. tired. I'm not well. Give out give out the phone number. Anyway, uh, 786-245-8127. And now it says here, the company Machinima. You said it too vast. Say it again. If only you, <sighs> if only you could spell it out. If you just spell it from what you're reading, M-A-C- I will tell you how to I think I'm saying it right. M-A-C. Well, let me finish. M-A-C. Can I finish? Now he Spell knows it. his ABCs. M A C H I N I M A. Machinima. M A C H I N I M A. Machinima. Just go to the link. Machinima. I sent you the link. Machinima. No, Machinima. Machinima. M-A-C-H-I-N-I-N-A with a Nina at the end. Look, I'm just going to put it on Skype, Nancy, because this is not a spelling bee on air because it's just. Machinima. It's the Jesus. worst. Ti- it's the worst we've had, title. Ever. We've had Wade Watchers and we've had Spelling Bees, but yet actually, really this is time. the name of the company, right? Right. That's the name of the company, correct? That's Can the you digital imagine media a poor company. Receptionist. Machinima. Uh, Machinima. Machinima. I'm pretty sure she's Asian, and she can say it really quickly. Aww. No. Oh, Machinima. Machinima. That is Machinima. so racist. No, I'm part Chinese. It's okay. I can say that. You're not. You're not enough Chinese. If you were really a cool guy, you would know that last night. Uh, at the Met was this greatest thing for ladies in fashion ever. Uh-huh. It happens once uh-huh. a year. It's called it's it's the big costume ball at the Met. Did the you best see dresses. some of those outfits? Oh my yeah. god! And and I wonder if they're going to wear that on on High School Fifty One. I've those seen outfits. more clothes on strippers. Okay. No, have you seen them? <laughs> have you seen uh, Beyonce? Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, I've seen more clothing on strippers than the people at the Met show. Okay, yeah. sorry, I was That's just like really. Point. Yeah, I've seen porn stars with more clothing on. Actually, there's some there's some there's some pictures comparing what people wore to actually hookers and not hookers, uh, porn stars at the award ceremonies for porn awards. And I'm like, wow. But this had a theme. This had a Chinese theme. Oh yeah, I think porn has a theme too. It's got really good bow chicka wow wow. It it always ends the same way too. Happily, (laughs) happily. Hope. With a girl looking up. Anyway, now High School 51 is centered oh! around Dream Lake uh, High School. It had Dream Lake High School. Uh, and it's in the heart of Area 51, populated by a wholly alien student body. So a wholly alien student body. Until the arrival of a 16-year-old named Alex Valencia. Are you saying a first wholly o- alien student body like, a, like they're no, no, saintly? No, or no, are you with saying a, in no, no, with a, with a do- with a w With a W. Holy. holy. You should holy. say it a little differently. Well... Can I Holy the is different, you know, as an atheist. Can I finish know? the sentence before I jump in and try to oh, correct my okay. grammar? Thank you. I like now, being on the radio. I'm practicing. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. And uh, the f- Alex Valencia, the first and only human to ever attend Dream Lake, uh, who was not the face, uh, see, the face of the challenge or the fitting in, whatever, whatever. Anyway, the point is, it's a show about aliens. I lost my train of thought here. Thank you, Nancy. Actually, funny as it is, this it's actually my job. sounds like... It's like, it's like the know, show Roswell, but... I- 
I, I gotta say, this plot line actually sounds like the plot line for a Japanese anime called Rosario Vampire, which mm. is the story of a regular kid who actually gets an admissions uh, letter to a school that's all the way on the other side of town and the entire place is filled with monsters and he's the only human and he has to figure out how to stay in the school and he makes friends with some vampires and some other people and uh, meanwhile all everybody wouldn't wants be to beat the, him up wouldn't he, wouldn't he be the what's for lunch guy well they, well, they all have to stay in their human form while on grounds, but when they go home to their families, they could turn into whatever they want to. My question is, why are they making this show now about Area 51 and Alien? Because they canceled the Star Trek Holy series. body. Yeah, no, hold on. Oh, that reminds, the Star Trek there, series a, soon, you know We that. saw a movie last night called The Signal, I believe, and it's all about Area 51. Oh, that's with Lawrence Fishburne, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have to see that. It's I'm that's weird. I got to get around to see it. It's true. Yeah, it's uh, weird enough that you know I only have I only have watched it because I didn't ever know if it was really good or really crappy, and it kind of tended toward the good. Well, so. it's Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Most of his movies are really exactly. crappy, except for a few. Yeah. What Very if few. I told you you are in the Matrix? Yeah. I don't know who did oh, that I, movie actually. Um, the Matrix. No, not the Matrix. Signal. No, 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 no. Hold on. The Wachowski siblings. They're not brothers anymore. Oh, that's right. One of them changed. Okay. Right. Larry is now Vana. By the way, did you guys hear the biggest news of the weekend? It turns Um, out that two Muslims who were offended by the First Amendment were very quickly introduced to the Second Amendment in Texas. Ah, stop. Stop. Why would you want to stir up just – why would you want to stir up water? Hold on. Here's a crazy thing I saw actually on the news um, a couple of nights ago. And speaking of Muslims, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of – you got to admit, phrase it that way. But on a funny side, yeah, it is kind of funny. But anyway, uh, did you guys you're hear? Gonna get, yet, you're uh, going to get in trouble, and you're supposed to stay on this side of. Hold hey, on, hey, let, hey, me, let, let me. Jesus, let me finish. Talk to MV hold on, can speech. I speak for a second? Did yeah. you guys read about the uh, ginger jihadist? What? The ginger yeah. jihadist. No? Just it starts out with ginger. It's a stupid term. Let me guess. No, he had no but, uh, it's a hipster jihadist. That's no, listen. Too. No, listen, Nancy. This is actually very serious. It's been all over CNN, and, and I'm surprised you haven't seen it or heard of it. It's a 17-year-old Australian kid who has ginger hair. That's why they call him the ginger jihadist. He escaped Australia, left his parents, lied to them where he was going. Apparently, he had been uh, talking in private to some uh, folks in ISIS, and he joined ISIS in secret, left his country in Australia, he doesn't have and went to Iraq. Powers. You're you're overreacting. No, check this out. It's he's been making videos with the ISIS people. People talking about how they're going to take over the. Uh, said, the United this States is a and, don't look at his videos and let the CIA do their job. The point is, Nancy, yeah. that it's crazy that a 17-year-old Australian kid would join the jihadist. It's movement. crazy that it's being it's reported crazy. as such. Something is wrong when there's suddenly, a, uh, you know, uh, the mainstream media focuses on it. That that's weird to me, right there. It's he's one kid. Yeah, but how are they not going to focus on this thing? Because they've he's making videos. No, he's making videos, and he's putting the videos out there, and he's putting videos saying they're going to kill the West, they're going to plant black flags on the West. I don't know. Um, you should he's read doing the fog. That. Of, you should you should uh, download the Fog of War. It's a BBC very important set of documentaries. How the whole Al Qaeda Al Qaeda thing Al-Qaeda. was created, basically right. by you know, and and it's possible that ISIS is being created as we speak. I hate uh-huh. the concept of it, and I hate to give it any any airtime. I really do. 
So let's just erase it. Let's not put it on. Well, here, i got to move on to something uh, a little bit sad, and uh, hopefully uh, everybody listening could take part in this uh, next thing. Going I'm down read. and down and down. Yeah, no, this is kind of a downer, seriously, so just uh, please listen to this part. I'll be a negative, Nancy. Uh, this is actually concerning Travis Walton. Oh, so I'm, I'm, very, I'm yeah, being very serious yeah. here. Oh. Um, this is deadly serious. Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, newborn grandson of Travis Walton, his name is Ethan uh, Gabriel Weaver, uh, was actually born uh, premature. He's encountering all kind of uh, serious health problems. Uh, he's been in the hospital, and, and I mean, it's a it's serious uh, condition. And uh, Travis has put together a GoFundMe account to try to help raise money to help with the medical expenses. Uh, so anybody listening who wants to take part and try to help Travis, I've donated money myself already to the uh, cause to try to help uh, little Ethan. Uh, you can imagine how expensive hospital bills can get. So if anybody wants to donate to the uh, to the cause here, go to GoFundMe.com forward slash, um, I think it's uh, yeah I5705C. And uh, or you could just look up GoFundMe.com, Travis Walton, or, or Ethan Medical Fund, and we'll put it in it. Skype, and then I'll put it out on Twitter and on the Facebookies. Right now they're trying to raise about ten thousand yeah. dollars. They're about forty-seven hundred in. Uh, so please, you know, any donation you guys can make really would help uh, to help uh, young Ethan here, and uh, hopefully give him a fighting chance. Uh, this is a very sad thing to go through. I mean, my heart goes out to Travis and his family for what they're going yeah, through with same this. Here. But here, I'm going to yeah, put it on Skype. I'm going to tweet it out also, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, in the next couple of minutes, anybody who is uh, paying attention and listening, uh, get the tweeter, uh, go to twit, Twitter, whatever, and uh, just uh, click on the link that I'm going to post out there and uh, donate whatever you can, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, uh, 100 bucks, whatever it is you could you know, donate. It's going to a good cause. It's going to uh, medical expenses uh, for this uh, child uh, who needs it. So um, let's take a quick break because we're up okay. on a break. Uh, we'll be back with more Nancy Burns and a little bit later, some tales. Some blasts. Yeah. We'll be right back. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8pm Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. Cover everything from the known to the unknown, the normal to the paranormal, archaeologists to psychologists, and even UFOs. We tell what's coming, what's going, the government lies to the government thrives. We're late night in the Midlands, and we cover everything every Sunday night at 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? 
The Secrets of Dell Shaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdellshaw.com to learn more. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy, I, Karumba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com.
And welcome back to Sky Watchers Radio on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. Now, I did tweet out uh, the uh, link to the GoFundMe account, so if you guys want to go check that out, please do so. You can also find the link on our Twitter, which I just said. If you don't know how to get there, it's very simple. Sky Watchers Show. Just look it up on Twitter. It's right on there uh, right and now, And by the actually. way, by the way, how many followers do you have on Twitter? Um, which account? Well, the one you just tweeted on. Um, a few hundred. Probably like Guess how many I have. Uh, a couple thousand? I don't know. Show off. Almost. Show off. 1,400. Hold on. And I, I got 549. Another, I thought she was going to do yeah. another shameless plug. Well, just see. Give her, just give her a minute. Just give her a minute. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I'll i try to be good. I will try to be good. <laughs> By the way, if you guys want to call in, 786-245-8127. That is the call-in number. Uh, we're going to have Robert Morningstar here at the end of the hour. We have a little bit more news to go over. Uh, Nancy, uh, anything else you want to talk about before uh, I bring on some other those news? Were my two. Those were my two. That's it? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it, All right. Yep. Now, did you see the link I sent you about the uh, – this says here, another uh, gateway to hell, fiery pit, which opens up in China. Did you see that? No, I love this stuff. Mel's uh, we'll Hole. Out. Well, see, okay. Kinda. Yeah, I'll check it out. Oh, it's artbell.com, too. Yep, Which yep. reminds me, you know, I was out mowing today, and Never I was thinking store. about Mel's Hole. And wouldn't that be Jesus. funny? Because, you know, what? let me just real quickly say, we have these things that crawl under the grass, you know, that leave little burrows when you're mowing and stuff. You walk, it makes the earth soft. It's like a groundhog or something, or gophers. mole. Yeah. Gophers. Gophers. And and so I'm thinking, that thing, you know, it's that thing from Roy. Yeah, so I'm thinking, here's a cool science fiction thought. Maybe I should just keep it to myself Boy. and just put it in the story. But in any event, it, it involves Mills Hole. So today I kind of ran through in my own head a kind of a story on what could explain Mills Hole and how they could really exist. And so I have to read this, you say now, which you got from ArtBell.com, which I will now check out. And uh, you know, hopefully. That's it. That's all I've got. See, okay, so you don't, but just don't read it. Right? Nancy, that's the whole purpose of the news, so I could read where the news is, so people But, what? but reading is kind of boring is all. Just get to the bottom of it and tell people. But you don't even let me do that. Oh, don't be a baby. <laughs> Can I continue now? Okay, do your news? stupid. Yeah. I'll just she's tell doing people. It. It's, it's stupid. It's just like, do your stupid news, and she's the news segment on the show. The air blasting <laughs> out of the hole is so hot. Go figure. The air blasting out of the hole is so hot. Geologists have been left baffled by an extraordinary fiery hole, not named Nancy Burns, which is opened up in China. Oh. She's a fiery one. Uh, it's been opened up in China and the Chinese mountain. The small hole has been glowing bright orange due to the intense heat. Since it was spotted a week ago by Bill I'm telling you, Smog lives there. Smog. It's very it was, cool. Uh, it's a very cool photo. It was uh, spotted by, uh, let me see, uh, by builders and villagers in Yuruma, Yurumki, Yurumki. That's uh, the capital of uh, Xinjiang. Hanshan. The only reason you want to read is so you can pretend Hanshan. that you're going to say that stuff. Yeah, see, that's hang just on, Hang on, how? Hang on. Xinjiang. Okay, did you that, know? That's all it says. Urum, it's Urumqi, and it's autonomous Xinjiang. 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 Uh huh. Xinjiang. Xinjiang. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I said. Now the area was sealed up. Yeah, exactly. The area was sealed off as mining experts and geologists were called to the area. Now, what do you think? It's in that hole there, Nancy. Lava. 
That's it? Just lava? Well, it looks like the end of Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Gateway to hell! Yeah, I'm baby! For a visit. <laughs> <laughs> I always well, said the gateway to hell would be in China somewhere. Why? Makes sense. Well, if you dig why down, not? did your parents ever tell you if you keep digging and digging when you're digging in the backyard, if you keep digging long enough and, uh, you know, straight down, you go to China. You go to China. Mile, exactly. I, 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 I think the Three Mile Island meltdown finally reached China. How about that? It could be like that fire. Where's that? What's the town with the tire fire? We, he was on the show. Someone was Not from tire that fire. You mean the coal fire that's underneath uh, the yeah. uh, tire there town? Yeah, there was a tire that's fire. Yeah, that's in yeah. Pennsylvania. Uh, oh, it was a co- it was a coal vein that got lit that spread all underneath and the whole town. And it begins with it's a sea. ghost town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's I know a what you're talking about. Place. Now check this out. Um, mining expert Xiao Jingwen said that the area used to be a coal mine uh, back in the 1970s, uh-huh. and there were documented examples of a similar phenomenon from previous years. He said we have recorded uh, the temperature at at around 792. Degrees Celsius. He should not be Fahrenheit. standing. That guy in the photo. Celsius. Wow. Guys, the guy in the photo should not be standing there where wow. he is close to that because it could break through at any time. Yeah, and no I know this for a fact because I know somebody who fell through and he fell through and his family pick, pulled him out. Oh. You know, and and because was they his so- name Anakin Skywalker by any chance? No, but it's a real oh, okay. true story. I knew. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I, I, was he powerful in the Force? No, he sadly he had burns over his whole body except for his just above his arms and shoulders. The thing was, Ouch. they were poor. They were back in the day. People heated heated their houses with coal, right, and you right. would throw all the coal ash on um, on a big pit in the town. And this was in a frozen time of the year, and basically he broke through it. It was it was smoldering underneath. It's very sad, very sad. So that guy should not be so close to the opening there in the photo. Just just well, as I a mom, I'm just. I yeah. kind of agree on that, yeah. Yep, yep. So, but nonetheless, we've decided that's a coal fire. But the Mills Hole thing, there's a part of me, as I said today, I was thinking about Mills Hole. There's a part of me that just totally wants to believe it. Totally. I, You know? And wouldn't it be funny if um, there was some truth to it? Because when you went to look for, for where he lived way back, years and years ago, when he was on the Art Bell Show for the first time, it was covered over. You you know in the that part of the Google, you could keep expanding Google, you know into Washington State I think it was, and when you got to where he was, it was all blocked over. Now he could have found that blockage and made up a story, of course, hmm. reverse engineered his story, which is probably right. what happened. But then there's the opening to the North and South Poles are supposedly off limits. You know, have you ever tried to spin your Google and just get right to the top of the earth, you know? No. No? no ah. I haven't done that now. Yeah, I did work on, on, I work Mars, on the though. couch. I work on the couch. So in the middle of the – and that's the thing from, for the new show, which I'm doing with Lasha. Plug, um, plug, 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 shameless yeah. plug, 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 plug. Here's More thing. money in the jar. Thank you very much. Here's the incredible thing. Instead it's of a swear be- jar, we're going to have a plug jar. Yeah, I'll give you. you money. I'll give you money for all the times I'm talking because – um, it's going to be from 3 till 5 in the morning. I'm so excited about it because finally I get to talk to people from 3 to 5 since I'm up anyway. It would be Are so really? much fun. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. It's a different group of people. Somebody's got to – look, ever since the cavemen, some people had to do the night shift. It just is. It's just how it is. And they're just different people and they make great phone callers. So 
Pog? I, I, I like staying up in the middle of the night. I just can't figure out how to make money doing it. Yeah, yeah If exactly. I could make money, I'd be up to like 5, 6, Would you? in the morning. Easy. Well, that's oh, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. I'm trying to Easily. make money. I, I'm trying to make money from the hyperzines long before I try to lock away the archives. That's the big argument in, in radio right now is lock away the archives or not. And I would like to make money from the hyperzines. And one hyperzine I'm trying to do right now is from an old-timey guy uh, who made a thing called zines back in the day. Do you know what zines – you can kind of guesstimate what zines are, right? Yeah, is that like what baseball players used to take uh, before steroids? Nope, that's oh, okay. hyper hyperzine is actually a drug oh, okay. in the Star mind. Trek universe. But oh. um yeah, zines you mentioned the- that before. Oh by the way, speaking of the Star Trek universe, if anybody wants I can't believe I'm being derailed. I'm sorry I got I'm derailing you. <laughs> How does it feel, Nancy? Huh? Uh that, if anybody is interested online or you know, listening to the radio show, I just fell into a whole bunch of scoreboard autographed Shatner and DeForest Kelly pictures. Wow. Very nice. What do you mean by it, scoreboard? What does that mean? Scoreboard was a company that made and certified um, private signing memorabilia. Wow. And uh, I just fell into uh, two dozen um, scoreboard wow. Shatner and DeForest Kelly You better start doing your research. They're pretty, they're pretty valuable. Yeah, actually, I've already done the research. If anybody wants them, I am going to be selling them. They they sell for five hundred dollars online because there was under three hundred of them ever made in this nice little placky kind of a thing. Uh, I'm going to be letting them go for three hundred if anybody wants one. Well, are you going to do it on eBay? I'm not sure yet. I'm going to let our listeners have that at first, and then it'll be a buy now on eBay probably. But how will for, they contact you? Well, they can seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Or they could email us at right info at skywatchersradio.com. Or what, how else? Can, how else can they get a hold of us? Well, well I'm funny. I'm learning, you should ask. Yeah. Uh, never mind that she goes. Go ahead, Nancy. No, but I'm learning how to how to make an easy push button. So you go to bellahaven.com, for example, with plug, a hyphen, plug, plug. Yeah. and you would just push a button, and then you'll be on the list, and you'll get the Nebble news. Nebel News is the newsletter of Bellahaven. Will there actually be news on Nebel News? Yeah, well, it's, I'm calling it Nebel Noobs because it's really gossip about you know, the radio biz. Yeah. Noobs it's just – okay. It, in other words, I'm learning how to, how to make spam that goes into your email. You know, the email that, that most of it's spam but some of it is actually useful. I hate spam. Yeah. Nasty meat. Well, this is called MailChimp and this is what all the young folks are doing, all the youngins um, – in fact, you know, and they're doing it to great delight. These are really beautiful emails that come in and they have links and you go and they save you a lot of time. So, but I'm going to make a private, make a private thing. So that way I can tell people when to go for the, first of all, we have to practice our show when Angel will not be so mean and will let us do Never it. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. See, no, he's just difficult. And <laughs> you don't want to practice at 3 o'clock in the morning. I can no. understand that. But so we have to that practice happens. some other time. But see, once I have a private mailing list, I can tell people we're going to be live at Blankety when Angel dares to give us some time so we can practice. And I'd like to do it. I'd like to follow up some interesting shows, maybe something on the Dark Matter Network, since I want them to car- carry our show. And if they don't, mm-hmm. it's because they're carrying somebody else's. So we have to be a really good show. Hey, so, Alan. Yeah. Um, well, I'm very know, con- I'm very concerned about this. I'm sorry. I didn't really sh- I should have no, really no, no. 
Yeah. Alan, uh, I was going to tell Alan that you know we've had uh, 48 minutes now. We've had about 10 minutes of actual news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm we should thinking. we should get three more news. We should do so, some more news before Morningstar comes on. Well, we have 10 minutes uh, before we have to go on break, and I did have uh, a few uh, mailbag questions from. Ooh, the some blasts. Yes, the blasts are ready. Oh. Okay. Uh, That's right. You want to learn how butter is made? No, I, I, no, I don't want to know how butter is made, but I want to get some blasts. Right. Anything. Let's go and for it. Now, yeah, okay. baby. Here we go. through the a-hole. I'm assuming the sound effects are coming. Yes. Oh, yeah, there you go. I All right, hate- first... Yeah, what? Ew. First blast through the a-hole is... Uh, it comes from Sam, and Sam wants to know, what is your favorite alien-related films that goes to all of you? Ooh. Well, that's a now, well, now, do we want with a happy ending, a we make peace ending? Um, well, I mean, it's a general which question. Which scared you? Which it's a general question. Which really your scared you? God, what scared me? The Fourth Kind with Mila really? Jovovich. Yeah. I, that one was a little bit too freaky for me. Oh, I didn't see that, actually. I was Did too scared to see it. it. Really, really a little bit on the freaky side. Yeah, I didn't want to see that, so I didn't see that. I didn't see the Blair Witch Project either. Uh, I mean, this Not one aliens. was done. This one was done really, really, <laughs> I think, well. Um, it was it was very mockumentary style. But it, there's a brand new one with. It's called Dark Skies. Once again, it's with Carrie Russell. It's absolutely amazing. I've never seen one recently or ever that talks about the, the, a child being abducted, um, and then finally, you know, lots of abductions leading up to the final one that takes him away, like uh, Mulder's sister. And you never, except for Mulder's sister, you don't hear about that in the UFO community. No parents come forward to the UFO community ever and say, please help me. Well, who was it that was telling us the story about the kids who got abducted out of a pool and ended up in another pool in another backyard? That was Uh, on Doctor Who, wasn't it? No, no, no. I'm Hmm. trying to remember. Someone was telling me this uh, a while back, that there was an abduction of two children who were in a very shallow, you know, kiddie mm. pool. And two days later, they appeared back, but in the neighbor's pool, which was deep, and they were dead and drowned. No, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't what are the odds you know, of the parents? Just, what are the odds the parents yeah. just drowned them? And yeah. Um, two days aliens. Later? Yeah. I mean, look at John Ford. Aliens will not keep you out of jail. You know. Blame it on they, the little green man. What the heck? You know, yeah. they'll believe it. That's Those actually fools. considered um, uh, grounds for insanity. Yeah. What that so, aliens did it. No, yeah, the, the that excuse. you that you that you leap to that as a, as a defense. I mean, it's right. that's the whole point of John Ford. He's a guy who was involved with political shenanigans, but because he was a member of MUFON and and because Brookhaven, which is kind of it haunts me, Brookhaven, uh, Bella Haven. That's kind of you know when plug, I was trying plug, to come plug. up with uh, yeah, well, plug, plug, shameless, and plug. you know what, this, <laughs> this is only one. Uh, it's it's. It's one week old. I think it's literally less than a week old. So that's I how. Know. Plug, plug, yeah. It's amazing. Plug, plug. Anyway, uh, so your favorite alien-related movie would be, again, Alan, what is it? Oh, that was the scariest one. The, well, what's your favorite? I think the, the question is your favorite alien-related, oh. not scariest, just favorite overall. Well, scary scary, and could become your favorite because you got scared. No, no, no. But the, the, answer, yeah. the general question is what's your favorite? Doesn't matter if For it's scary, happy. For me, the body happy. snatchers. For me, the Donald Sutherland body snatchers. That that's a good movie. I, I, I like Independence Day. That's a good one. Eh, it's not bad. Not I would bad. go with Star Wars. 
I know you that's, would. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm qualifying this. Hello, right. that's no, aliens. I totally disagree because here's why. What? They're well, in a galaxy far, far away. Exactly, Jabba the Hutt is not a human being. Exactly. You know? the it's all about aliens. I'm all sorry. But I'm sorry, but based on the way you phrased the question, I assumed that it was aliens dealing with Earth. No, I never said Earth. I just said, what is your favorite alien-related film? I still think Fire in Star the Sky. Star Wars. Fire in the Sky Fire stayed the sky with me. Fire in the Sky was great. Yeah, it stayed with me, and, and, and it was disturbing. And um, what about 12 Monkeys? Is that alien or just disturbing? No, no, no. Like, you know what was a really, really good one? You know what was a really good one? Critters. All mm. three or four of them. Even the one with Leonardo DiCaprio was pretty good. I know I that was any great. critters. I don't think. Oh, critters was a great. Critters was good. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we'll hilarious. Those. Critters is a classic from the eighties. I saw part two in theaters like a bunch well, of times. What's the one? With and I don't know. Maybe the last Starfighter. I, I would think the last. That's Starfighter. another good one. Yeah, last Starfighter is good. Of and course, Flight uh, of the Navigator. Disney did some really good stuff. E.T. Flight of the Navigator. Mac and Me. Why not? Get a little nostalgic. I didn't get into Mac and Me. Really? Has any, ah, yeah, cool. yeah. Has anybody weird, seen but... Earth to Echo? I don't know. No, but I've been dying to see that. What is that? What is that? Been wanting to see that for a while. It was what in the theater it? for one week in I the know. states. It was here today, gone tomorrow. What's its Pretty premise? Much. Um, little robotic, mechanically, auto- almost an Autobot is found by a bunch of kids, and it has to get back home. I guess I don't know the rest of the okay. plot. Pretty much, yeah. Came out in 2014. There's a new one about a robotic woman who's got a sex urge. It's just being advertised right now on the TV. You know, I forget the name of it. You know, like a Scarlett Johansson sex doll, sex doll robot. Oh, she's, she is so hot, by the way. But it Scarlett isn't Scarlett really? Johansson. Oh, yeah. it's not? Oh, no, no, then, no. I, then I'm not interested. But anyway, yeah, so I'm that's your answer. Either, yeah. They're your answers for our favorite alien-related <coughs> movies. Okay, what else do we have? You get good okay. questions. Yes, I, yes, indeed. Uh, next one is, uh, it comes from a person named Tony with an I. T-O-N-I, Tony. That's a girl. That's a girl. Could be a girl. Uh, Tony wants I to know. Tony. So did I. Tony, Tony, Tony. Good R&B group. Tony wants to know: Are parallel universes uh, in a third D or a three D world like ours? That's a good question. I in don't a 3D know, world. but if you stick yourself in the CERN super collider, I'm sure you'll find out one way or another. Or you just die. What was that? Cold and heartless. I'm just. That was pretty cold and heartless. Yeah. That was... Well, until you see the cube. You don't want to talk about a 3D world because I'm convinced we we live in more than a 3D world. Don't you sense that, like the, the well, world there's your senses? Yeah, your, there's like, spectrums of light that we don't see, like infrared yeah. and, and whatnot. We just don't see certain spectrums of light. So yeah, there's stuff going all you know around what us I, that we I have read no idea in there. Um, uh, a species of uh, jaguar, I think, or some animal. His vision is so acute that he can see the the rings on Saturn. It's seventeen times, you know, human type, and it's a, cool. it's 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 an animal, a caribou or something. I, I it's, it was a factoid that just floated by. Yeah, uh, no, an animal that, but, uh, so with a vision so astute, he can see the rings on Saturn. Yeah, so, how can they prove that? Yeah, they asked, "Hey, you, can you see and, the and rings on Saturn?" Hey, can you tell us, can you see the rings? No, no, no. Yeah. They plucked its eyeball out and they hooked it up to the computer. They did time 17. They realized it. But anyway, here's, maybe it could hmm. catch something 17. It shouldn't have been able to I see. Mean, I mean, I, I can't see the caribou reading a human eye chart. But then... Alan, Alan, yeah. there, was a, there was a news item that I mentioned on Future Theater uh-huh. where you, are, you can um, swallow a pill. They've created a pill that when it oh, interacts yeah. with your, your stomach That's acids, it, 
it it opens up your phone. It gives a password. And, it's a and password unique. pill. It's the weirdest it's thing. I'm not taking. I'm not taking that pill. That's what I'm saying. Not I know, it. but that you just not doing you know, it. Stick that in your in your interesting folder because I'm not we sticking will that pill revisit. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a and then they're going to start injecting us with RFID tags. It's the sign of the beast. Well, see if you get oh, if you get if you get uh, an Apple Watch, or if you're if you're spending your life on your little teeny tiny phone, you're already on that trail, where you're going to just put your watch on the as you said, you put your watch on um, something and and you get a passport. Where, uh, you said Angel, you do that password. already with something with your phone. You put your phone. Yeah, on you stuff. Do that. yeah, you can do it. You do the phone now. You don't need a, a pill to do that. Uh, so anyway, back to the questions here. Are parallel universes in a 3D world like us? That's no just, idea. Yeah, no idea. It's a hard question. Yeah. No idea. Uh, next question comes from Sal. He wants to know why is Mars so popular with humans? You know, what what's the fascination with the red planet? Because we have question. a we have a jump we have an elevator uh, a jump room to Mars according to people in the UFO field, and you simply go into this elevator if you're one of the Illuminati. And then when you open when the op- elevator doors open, you're on Mars, and the government. Yeah, none of that. This. Yeah, but none of that answers the question of why no, the, the reason fascination is with Mars. It's such a big secret; it's been seeping out, and people are getting very, very jealous because maybe the the hoi polloi who have the secret jump room to Mars, uh, maybe they, you know, maybe their chauffeurs are talking, and that's why Mars is getting into the conversation. No, I th- I'm going to try to answer this a little bit actually more logical. Uh, I think one of the reasons might be, and it might end up being one day, we'll find out that maybe we are from Mars. Probably. I that all that human life originated yeah. there. That's a possibility, and uh, not one that I, I would say is far-fetched in any way, shape, You've or form. When you consider... Yeah, it, it, you just live in a world in which the answers are just multiple choice and... and yeah. Every, yep. Yeah, that's where we are. Okay. We're in a multiple choice world. Uh, but that is a, a highly possible outcome to humanity. And maybe the big secret that they're keeping from us is that, hey, we're the Martians. That's our old planet. We messed it up. Maybe there's here no we big are messing this one up. Yeah, maybe there's no big secret. That might be the secret. So there, there you go. That's your answer. Next one comes from Larry. Cousin Larry here wants to know, why don't people say aliens talk like us, but talk with their minds? Like, you know, like telepathic? Right. Beats the heck out of me. I got no clue. I'm going to just stay out of this one. Well, it would make and yet, sense. And yet, if we, if we right now had on the show one of the hundreds of people that we each know personally who who's claimed to have been abducted, they would go on and on about this. You know, it's you, the the thought forms up fully formed in your mind. You know, don't worry. I, I actually have a, a reason why this would be a normal and logical thing for aliens to be like this. Yeah, why? Uh, very simple. Uh, they're from a different planet, a different race, different species. They're, they might not be equipped to speak like we speak, you know, in an actual verbal way. Uh, so they have to figure out a way to talk to us or communicate with us. Maybe their telepathic powers is a natural thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a technology they have that they could talk to our mind. And it's just a technology that we're just not aware of. But it, it could be a very uh, well, have a you organic ever heard, technology. Um, have you ever heard of the story? It's a short story. It's very famous. And it's really worth your five minutes' time once I find it. It's, it's basically called something like They're Made of Meat. Have you ever heard of that? They're no, made but of I'm, meat. But we all are. 
Exactly, and this is a very funny classic short story of some some aliens who are in a coffee. And in fact, there's a great little movie. It's probably on YouTube, to uh, and it's played even by Hollywood actors, I believe. And they're in a coffee shop, like a long, you know, those long narrow diner things where it's raining, and the you know the coffee diner things, the metal ones. The like 1950s uh, coffee diners. Yeah, like, like, Tom, like Tom's Diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so they're standing in that kind of, they're standing under the awning looking out at the rain. And they're just musing on this planet that they've, they're here for some reason. And they're saying, it starts out, they're, you realize they're made of meat. And when they talk, they're flapping a meat flap. And, uh, and meat vibrations are picking up in meat ears. And that's how they communicate. And, and this it goes on. It's what to do hilarious. with the question? Um, what was the question? But uh, but they're made of meat. I'll I'll Google it and find it. It's so worth your time. And what was the question again? Uh, thank you, cousin Larry, for your question. Why don't people say? Why do people say the aliens talk? Oh, I don't need to read that again. Why so don't people say? So read the short story, and on, you'll why, have the answer. Why don't people say meat. aliens talk like us, but always talk like they're talking through their minds? There's even a uh, video. There you go. They're made well, out Larry, of meat. Terry Bisson, B-I-S-S-O-N, is the author. Terry Bisson is one of the funniest little short stories. And just go to YouTube. And he was made out of meat. It's called They're Made Out of Meat, Terry, B-I-S-S-O-N. You'll so thank me for that. Alan will particularly Next and and last question. With my twisted sense of humor, probably. You'll love it. All right, last question uh, comes from Jerry before we close down the mailbag. Uh, Jerry wants to know, are, is the alien interview video from the 90s real or fake like the autopsy video? Yep, good question. That's a great question. And you know what? I would say probably, most likely, Hang on, fake. hang on, hang on, hang on. Which one? There are so many different exactly. interview videos. That well, no, the, the alien interview video, which is the, yeah. the only one that I know which of. Which one? The one that has the alien like bobbing his head for a while in like, well, the dark yeah. room. Well, yeah, again, Street, and the then he starts choking on his whatever, and he's like, he goes back, and the doctors Whitley come in. The Whitley Strieber approved one, or the oh. one that has to do with Dan Barish. Um, I don't remember the name, but it's the one there in the little room, and the dude starts dying. Remember that one? There, yeah, that. Well, there's a Dan Barish one that seems to be thoroughly discredited, but there was a show once. It was probably Art Bell with Whitley Strieber, where he said he looked at it. And he and he's so spooky to start with. He said he was just. He, he said it was real, and I I believe Whitley Strieber. I really do. Sorry. Well, maybe I do. one of these decades we'll get him on this show. Yeah, he's really smart. You have to be very. No offense. You have to really be on your game. You have to really make sure <laughs> that if you want to make a point, that you know how to make it because he's really yep. smart. Yeah. You I can't could, just I clown could take around. that. In other, in could, other words, I, I he'll, run definitely... circles, he'll run circles around Angel. No, no, no. In other words, I could be I could be the interviewer on that show without a problem. But the other guy over here, no chance. Oh yeah. No, no, None. no. I'm sort of speaking for myself None. that I really don't feel that I would ever do it justice because I was talking to him at a party. Uh, this was a party that George Nori and Whitley Strieber were at, and it was thrown for basically all the writers for Tour Forge. It was a a really cool party, and. Whitley got to talking, and I just thought, oh, if only I could be taping this so I could replay it, you know, a little slower and really kind of keep up. Because he was just hopping from thought to thought, and it was fabulous, fabulous. And I think that he never really shows all that. Like a peacock, which, you know, maybe walk around without his tail open. He doesn't show all that when he's on the on the normal TV or radio. Just saying. Anyway, we got to go to commercial break. Nancy Burns, Yay. thank you for being on again. 
Well, you know what? You guys can choose to skip a week if you want. If if or I could do more news. I could. How many? How many should I do? Ten. Eleven. Five. Five. I don't know. It's been easy. I really only. Okay, so I'll try tomorrow. Next you're the first. You're the first lady of uh, Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN. You could do okay. as many as you want. So then I'll have some. I'll have a stash. I'll have a backlog. There you go. That, I, that we can get to or not. That's what I'll do. That makes, oh, by the way, I, Bill the president. What? Okay, well, the here's the thing. I appreciate having this opportunity <laughs> to practice and be a news person. I, I appreciate this. Get, it's by the way, get, give, the, give the plug. Give the, yeah, uh, give one the more plug. plug to the website. One Come more on, plug. one more time. Give it to us for one more what? time. For Fuchsia Theater? No, no, Bella. Bella, 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 Bella Haven. Oh, Bella Haven. We need a song, Bella Haven. I'm getting I think I just, gave you the, I gave, I just gave you the jingle. Bella, 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 Bella. Bella Maybe Haven. No, no. Instead of na 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 Batman, that's where, I'm, do that's where I was going with that. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Bella, 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 Bella Haven. Okay, that was my question, real fast. That I that okay, thirty seconds for music. I understand that, but what about commercials? Old time no. commercials. No, anything. Are they copyright? Yes. No, they're copyright. We'll talk about that off air. Now we got to go to break because we got Robert Morningstar waiting but you're in doing the wings. Yeah, and I'm trying to. I'm, yeah, well, we could talk about that later. Robert Morningstar. Then, you can't do na 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 na. You could be getting coming, coming up right next. Yeah. Proper right. money start. No longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. Remember, Future Theater could be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy. Hi, Caramba. Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.pcn.com. FutureTheater.com
This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 pm Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. everything from the known to the unknown the normal to the paranormal archaeologists to psychologists and even ufos we tell what's coming what's going the government lies to the government thrives we're late night in the midlands and we cover everything every sunday night at 12 a.m eastern 9 p.m pacific on the dark matter radio network the UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes. You know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. everybody we are back on skywatchers radio right here on the dark matter radio network and on psn radio and again if you guys want to call in and join in the conversation and ask any questions of ourselves or our guest mr robert morningstar please do so 786-245-8127 is the call in number now like promised we do have our guest of the evening mr robert morningstar welcome back to the show robert it's been way too long since we had you on here it's been a few months I know. Last time. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's good to be back. Spring is finally broken. We've had yeah. a fake thing for the last few weeks. And now. I'm I know, I know. Better. You're feeling better? I, I know you I were feel, under I the weather. The this was the worst winter of my life. We had uh, four below zero in New York, and we had a long stretch of Arctic air. It was uh, pretty amazing. It was like living in Siberia, really. <laughs> <laughs> what part of New York are you in? I'm right in Manhattan. On the upper, on the upper west side. 
Uh-huh. More reason why I love Florida. Oh, I know. It's very <laughs> tempting. The weather's tempting, but the pythons, the alligators, the scorpions. Pythons? What are you... Where the I haven't are you seen a python here. Uh, what do you think we're living in the middle of the bayou or something? We're in the swamps of Florida. We're near the Okefenokee, close enough. <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, I was listening to the show earlier. I just want to make one correction to one of your guests. He was uh, he was uh, ribbing uh, Roger Moore, Double O Seven, saying he was Canadian. Now he was born in Stockwell, England. He's hundred uh, percent British. Double O Seven. Who said who, who said that Roger Moore was? Uh... Oh, I was listening to the show earlier between um, what, 9 and 10 o'clock, and there was a whole... Uh, oh, that was, was on, not our show. That was someone else. Was it on PSN Radio or it was PSN. Matter? I thought it was your voice, actually. That's why I, it, I thought it was... Uh, it might have been a, a podcast that we were running from a previous episode or something, because oh. we were live at 10, so... So um, <laughs> that happens. You know what's funny, Robert? Uh, to, to okay. cut you off, but you know this has happened to, to us several times. Uh, where Keith, who runs a replay of, of Skywatchers Radio, which you're listening to live right now, this is live, folks. He plays the replay, and we've this has happened several times. That I've actually been here at home in the studio, uh, just you know preparing the archive of the show we just did an hour ago or two hours ago or whatever. And now it's like two or three in the morning, and I get calls from people. Right. Wanting to talk about the subject that we're talking about on air. And I'm like, the show ended like two hours ago, man. Right. What do you mean? It's on right now. Or the worst is when they call like two days later and they're like, yeah, is this Angel from PSN Radio and Dark Matter Radio? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, you had this guest on the other night and I really wanted to ask you a question about what he was talking about. And my answer is, why don't you call in when we're live on air, people? Like, yeah. just... Pick up the phone, dial the numbers. It's very easy, 786-245-8127. That's yeah. it. Not right. afterwards. But it, it's amazing how that happens all the time on the show. Well, uh, I wanted to just comment that uh, I was very sad to hear about uh, Travis Walton's grandchild. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Because uh, I met Travis Walton last month. Uh, he came to New York with Peter Robbins to screen mm. the new movie, uh, Travis Walton, this the real story. The documentary, right, yeah. And I really, it's something to meet a person that you've, know, you've known for 40 years, basically. Mm-hmm. This is uh, 2015. It's the 40th anniversary of his abduction. And he's going to have a um, an, ex- an event, uh, the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th, down in Arizona, in Snowflake, Arizona. He's inviting people to come down and go with him to the site where the abduction happened. And it's going to be a very interesting um, event. Peter Robbins and others, Alan Steinfeld, who's a producer of New This reality. is uh, taking place on the Starfire Summit, right there, he's having later on this year? It's going to be, uh, I don't know if that's the name of it. it uh, it's actually uh, his event in Snowflake, Arizona, November 5th. And I encourage everyone who can make it to uh, support him, especially now mm. with the situation. But uh, to be honest with you, it was, a, a, for me, a historic experience because uh, we're about two years difference in age. And I don't know about you how long ago you heard about Travis Walton, if you followed it. But oh, my aged, God. <laughs> we've all aged together, you know. I yes. was a young man yep. when he was abducted. I heard about it, saw him on TV, then, you know, the 70s, and then the 80s, and then Larry King. And we were all aging together. And to meet a person about whom you've known so much and heard so much after 40 years, 
it was a, a very special experience, and especially because I got the real story from the horse's mouth and what really happened and why. The most amazing, intriguing part of the story is Travis Walton has had 40 years to think about why this happened and why the aliens took him. And his conclusion is that they injured him and they took him. One group of aliens took him to repair him, and the second group of aliens rescued him from the first group of aliens. And he got so close. I had never, uh, you know, we've all seen the movie and we've seen the posters, uh, the drawings, which are very famous by now. They're icons. Uh, and it looks like the craft is very high in the trees, but as he described it in this... Uh, it really wasn't, yeah. Uh, it was 15 feet above the ground, and he actually yep. jumped under it. He he says as he got closer, the the field, the electromagnetic field and energy in, uh, around the craft became palpable, and he started feeling it tingling in his skin. And in an instinctive motion to take cover, instead of dropping back, he lunged forward and crouched really low under it. And uh, he says it was at 15 feet, and at this point this blue light discharged and he was sent flying 10 feet and he landed like a rubber doll. He hit and bounced. <laughs> yeah, he did. was dead, you know? You know, the but, first time I ever interviewed Travis, uh, Robert, uh, I asked him, you know, the first thing that came out of my, my mouth was, Travis, when you jumped out of that truck and you started walking towards this UFO in the middle of the woods, what were you thinking? Why didn't you go the other way? Why did you even get out? But you know what? The funny thing is, you know, all these years later, after you know talking to Travis a few times and really thinking about that, it's human nature. I think I would get out of the truck too. Well, he says. And here's another interesting thing. He says that he was exceptionally curious. He was very cocky. Right. He wanted to show off, but he opened the door before the car stopped uh, rolling. And his friends later told him that they thought that the aliens already had him under mind control and were already suggesting uh, the encounter. So it Maybe was, it wasn't mind control. Maybe he just had a few two beers in the pickup truck. I don't think they've gotten to the beer stage. They just left work after all, you know, chopping trees down all day. I think they well, were maybe going... the driver, no, but, you know, you don't know about everybody else. Yeah, well, I don't even think that we have to go there. The important thing is <laughs> he survived. But the other part is the rescue part, you know? When we think about abduction, it's it's got really sinister, more sinister overtones. And his idea that this was a rescue, two rescues. One, the, the Greys injured him, banged him up, bruised, you know, and they were trying to patch him up. But then when he awoke and got very defensive and threatening and menacing, it's the sort of Nordics intervened, and he feels that they were a second group of aliens that found out or were watching the first group, and then threw him out and laid him See, out. See, I, I don't think they, they they rescued him so much as they probably were told, hey, this guy's freaking out. Uh, you might want to come over and help him because you kind of look like him. I think that's kind of like basically what happened. Because if you, if you read the book and you hear his account of like the way it happened, uh, it, you know, the gray aliens that were on the ship approached him first when he was in the small corridor room, the small medical room. Right. And as soon as he saw them, he freaked out and started waving a thing at him, trying to, like, to get him to right. back off. And then they backed off and left the room. And that's when he started peeking around the door and seeing if, he, if it was safe to go outside. And that's when he decided to go outside. And then, you know, shocking enough, these 
human-looking beings come at him, which could have been you know, a number of things. Could have been a rescue. Could have been, you know, they were there already originally, and they thought that, you know, maybe we should go help him because he's not used to the whole alien thing. Let's help him out. You know, we look like the guy. I think that's more, more along the lines of what really happened. He also spoke regarding the movie, and he said that uh, it was really Hollywoodized. That oh, yeah. Did- Completely, it gave the yeah. feeling, but the aliens never covered his face with a membrane. But he, it didn't get right, yep. the feeling of uh, the inability to breathe and the uh, the shock. But also, he wasn't laid out naked on the road. He says that was really way out Hollywood. He had his clothes on. So, a very, a very interesting experience. Yeah, no, nothing that happened. And it's funny because I was shocked when I heard some of uh, the stuff that did not happen at all that was in the movie. Uh, like he never he never woke up in the uh, little pod uh, that had you know that he was covered in and all this goo right. and stuff right. that never happened. He never saw a spacesuit uh, that looked like the gray aliens just hanging there in the in the middle of a room. That never happened. Well, they uh, had he, to embellish a little bit. Obviously, we're not. They yeah, embellished a lot, a lot, Alan. I think the the important thing was the the, the overall um, emotional experience was communicated. He said that that was communicated well. He actually wants to make another film that's more accurate and more detailed yep. to the experience, and he's encouraging people to go to his website, TravisWalton.com, mm-hmm. and write letters, you know, to whom it makes concern, producers, you know, we'd be interested in seeing a Travis Walton movie that's accurate and detailed. You know, with our connections, Alan, we should uh, work on, on this. Sorry movie. about that. Sorry about that. I was just taking a drink of water. I well, that, that, uh, as I, was, I wasn't even going to mention that. I was talking about the whole movie thing, you know, with our connections. Oh, okay. And speaking of movies, uh-huh. really have, yeah. I really have to share sure. this with you. A friend of mine, uh, Thomas R. Dickens, has, uh, is a director, producer, and writer, and he worked on Star Wars movies in the special effects field, and he came up with his own, uh, his own science fiction story called Zone X, and I saw it in 2009, and it was, it, it left it as a cliffhanger, like, you know, the old serials would leave you in the, in the uh, in the pit with the monster, well, that's what it turned out. This uh, really good film about uh, air, the Area 51 uh, section of the country. You know, um, okay. it's called Zone X, and it brings together the um, the black triangles and the uh, flying saucers and the greys and insectoids and a very interesting. Uh, Actor and this Australian actor has has the lead. His name is David Burke, and he plays a um, sort of National Park Service uh, ranger that encounters a group of people that have gotten lost in the desert. And so the Greys come and take them. And in the end, uh, David Burke uh, has an encounter with a giant spider. You know, like the 1950s movies, Tarantula. Very well done. Great special effects. In the really? last act, I mean, he was in the he was snatched and in the snares of the of the spider and left us wondering how he would get get out of it. So I just got word tonight that uh, Thomas finished the movie and is going to be promoting and uh, showing it in the next few weeks and coming Very months. Very cool. Zone X. Keep an eye out for it. It's a lot of fun. Zone X. Now, what do you think of uh, the show that we were talking about earlier? I don't know if you were listening in the first hour, but uh, the High School Fifty One, uh, you know, based on Area Fifty One. Well, I heard you mention uh, that's the first I've heard of it, but I think it's... Yeah, Orlando Jones is, I think, playing the head teacher or something. Yeah, 
So, so what is the premise? Uh, it's kids that go to school at Area 51 Air Base? Or yeah, it's like uh, an Area 51 uh, special school for hybrids, aliens, or whatever. Uh, and there's this one human kid who's uh, allowed to go to that school for whatever reason. And I guess he becomes like the leader of the pack. I see. Sounds like an interesting premise. The, most imp- the more important thing for me is uh, the psychological message, you know, uh, behind the, the purpose right. of the series. And how it's really getting to this point where it's uh, they want through the media, the powers that be start to put out the ideas that are now acceptable and desirable to have for the coming epic. And it seems to me that the uh, obvious presence of extraterrestrials in the sky is soon going to be obvious presence of extraterrestrials on the ground and more interactions. So. They've taken away the boogeyman aspect of ETs to some degree, but I'm one of those people who is still wary of the the real secret ET agenda. You know, so I I, uh, I follow the work of Carla Turner and her philosophies. You know, do do angels who are, who are here for benevolent reasons really need to go around skulking in the dark? Do do people who have good intentions really? go around abducting people, erasing their memories, and doing all of the uh, implants and transplants that they do. So I think as humans, we we have a uh, covenant with humanity, and we should not uh, embrace aliens with open arms so readily. You were asking uh, about uh, favorite favorite alien-related movies. That's well, one question we had, yes. Yeah. I, What's your favorite? One, the, the scariest movie that I think I've ever seen, and, and it, for the power not only it had over me at the moment, the critical moment, but what I saw it do to an audience, I'd like to relate to you the first time I saw Alien, when the creature mm. comes out of Kane's stomach. And Very powerful, it, yes. Yeah. My yeah. girlfriend grabbed my arm, my bicep, and clawed it like a tiger. And so she distracted me. I was in shock looking at this thing on the screen. But she screamed and clawed my arm, so she distracted me. And when I looked, she was under the seat. But when I looked from her up to the rest of the audience, two-thirds of the audience had jumped under the seat. I had never seen (laughs) a mass hysteria at a critical moment like that. And, I, and the only thing that I can compare to it is having gone to see The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. And I was seated in the second seat, and my girlfriend was in the aisle seat, and next to me was this young lady, uh, an African-American. And she was sitting there totally gripped by the movie, and at the moment when they're finding out which one was the alien blood, remember they're sticking the copper wire into the alien blood? Yep. Oh, yep. uh, yeah. She, she was on the literally on the edge of her seat, and then when the wire touched the alien blood, it jumped out, and they made that crazy noise. This girl leapt from my left side over me and my girlfriend and landed in the aisle, screaming with her knees <laughs> bent, her hands to her face, just screaming at the top of her lungs, and I could not believe what I'd just seen. She just went, boing, you know, vaulted. Two people to jump, screaming hysterically. 
So I think those two scenes in those two in those two science fiction movies really uh, are the uh, epitome of horror. I've never seen a, an audience reaction. Would you call uh, those like the scariest movies you've ever seen, though, non-alien or alien related? Scariest scenes? Oh, oh the one, uh, scariest movies I've ever seen that not alien related. I yeah. think that what immediately comes to mind is the movie called The Haunting. Huh? Really? So, yeah, the, the one with Liam. The one with Liam Neeson. Uh, no, older than that, in the 1960s. Oh, the original Haunting. Okay, yeah, the original that, that was actually haunting. a remake. Yeah. Yeah, that that movie uh, comes to mind. Another one was uh, Black Sabbath, which was uh, a trilogy. Uh, Boris Karloff hosted it, and it mm. had three stories in it, three separate little. Uh, standalone stories that were put together and the last one was called The Ring and it was from a story by Chekhov and it was, it that, that movie made me jump across the room <laughs> like, like the girl jumped from a left seat over me and my girlfriend into the aisle when I saw that movie at about age 13 like in the 60s I jumped from one chair into the other at the moment when the uh, the old dead witch comes back for her ring it's called The Ring and it's about a lady who's an embalmer where she takes care of bodies this old witch dies and she has this ring so when she comes to treat the body she takes the ring off the finger and steals it and then her problems begin until you know it builds up to this climax very very eerie very dramatic when the witch comes back for her ring and uh you know, you die of fright. You know, it's amazing how, how popular uh, fear is as a form of entertainment. Of course. Yeah, you so, know, to me, the, the one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, and I know we're way off topic here, but one of the, the scariest films, uh, I think, uh, in existence is The Exorcist. I still cannot watch that original Exorcist movie with the lights off. I just can't do it. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the fact is, it's a true story, and people don't believe in right. uh, don't believe in that realm. I think can be more easily victimized by it, and I think uh, there is substance to the story. Yeah, of course, they made it a, a little girl as the victim of the possession, but the story from 1948, which happened in Georgetown, William Peter Blatty's book is is on a real case that involved a boy. Right. Who is possessed? Huh. You know the alien. The alien uh, contact can can lead to uh, things. Uh, you know, if you you were talking about telepathy, and the telepathy of an alien is is very strong, and it can confuse a person into not knowing whether the thought is his own thought or her own thought or the thought of the alien. It's very hard to tell your own mind and. Uh, it takes quite a bit of experience with telepathy to recognize. I often say to myself, you know, one of my self-disciplines or uh, self-observation is is to stop periodically and to say to myself, is this thought I'm thinking truly my own? Because so many of the thoughts that are in our heads are really induced by uh, by media, by songs, by advertising, by suggestion. Yeah, right. sub there's yeah. enough subliminal messaging out there. You never know if your oh, thought yeah. is really your own. Oh, well, yeah, no, if, if you think you're not being conditioned by media, then you're completely wrong because they condition you from the moment you're born to the moment you die. They condition your entire lifespan with mm -hmm. the stuff they put out there. It's amazing. Yeah. So how does one gain in independence from that? You got to turn off the, the TV. Turn off the TV. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it was on your show. I said I said to to the audience, everything in your everything in your experience in life is real, except what you see on television. Yep. And I have found there's a very there's a there's a dis- discordant frequency vibration behind uh, media, mass media news, you know, and it's a background noise that creates a sense of tension and anxiety uh, from moment to moment and tries to sustain it. And uh, you can experience it by watching any one of these uh, breaking news stories or even listening to somebody like Wolf Blitzer reporting on the Middle East. The, the background noise creates uh, a certain kind of uh, emotional uh, resonance, which is not a pleasant one. It's uh, it's kind of like an anxiety stream, and you can experience it, uh, the the on and off of it just by hitting your mute button. You know, watch some news for a while and see how, and to pay attention more to your feelings than what you're listening to, and uh, just suddenly hit mute and watch how the room changes. Then put it on again. You'll start to understand what I'm talking about. And I find a lot of subliminal seduction in many of the um, the drug commercials that are mm-hmm. aired. You know, yep. And they, they, yep. They if my up. erection lasts for more than four hours, I'm calling everybody, not a doctor. <laughs> get, get help. Yeah, exactly. Don't get right. help. Get more girls. Yeah, yeah, the cognitive dissonance element in, in the conditioning, how anybody can watch those commercials and, and really seriously think about using those drugs while the, while the voiceover is telling you of all the perils, the risks, and the pitfalls they're showing you all these wonderful images that, that are so entertaining, you know, from the, the one that, that gets me is that people doing Tai Chi and, uh, and there's a dog running around. And I said to myself, you know, the only one doing Tai Chi in this commercial is the dog. And, and the whole uh, thing is an ad for milk, which makes no sense. It's, a, it's an ad for drugs that, that fix your arthritis, but will give you bleeding and heart attacks and all those other things. So anyway, <laughs> the point is that we are waking people up, and I think that we're not as suggestible as we used to be. And I think that's a very good thing. The media, I agree. Yeah. I mean, when the media... And I think a lot of it has to do with the alternative media and the online community coming together and giving out uh, news that the media is not putting out there. Well, I think we're forcing their hand. I think yep. I want, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, one of the big events in my life uh, for, you know, for the last couple of years was last year the the uh, Secret Space Program and Breakaway Civilization Conference, which brought together a, a, you know really uh, a, a good group of people with a lot of important information that outed all, all the cover ups, and I think that in doing so. Um, the speakers at the Secret Space uh, Program conference uh, forced NASA's hand to uh, to start to release the real information. Just since then, in December, December 14th of 2015, very little media hoopla about it, only to mention it in passing. The methane content that was discovered in the atmosphere of Mars is indicative of organic life activities. And on December 14th of uh, 2015, last year, there was a NASA conference, and they uh, and they said, uh, excuse me, 2014, last year, they um, they stated that there's life on Mars and has been life on Mars. Now they have running water. 
They have streams and rivulets. They have uh, ponds. And now more and more water is appearing. And yet, since 1992, they were ridiculing Richard Hoagland and other uh, Mars researchers, including myself, who were saying it's self-evident that there's water on Mars. There are lakes on, on top of uh, uh, certain uh, peaks there. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the report that said uh, methane on Mars doesn't mean that the Curiosity rover has found life. Right. Is that that's but, the piece you're talking about, right? That came out, what, uh, 2014 in December? Is that when that came out? December 14th. I just saw the press conference. The reason I, I watched the NASA channel, you know, and uh-huh. uh, on cable. And they they really release a lot of stuff without saying a word about it. About three yep. or four years ago, um, I and I happened to to have handy videotapes at the time. You know, we switched away. It's a shame. It's a lot easier to to record uh, something you want on a videotape. You just chuck it in. Well, anyway, they were doing a thing on Mars, and something said, "Robert, put in the videotape. Start recording." I start recording it. And at the end of this uh, Mars uh, Curiosity stream, they showed what looks to me like a beach with pools of water. The tide's just gone out. And the very last scene was a scene of a beach with waves rolling in. Now, the remarkable thing about this little strip of video is that the waves are rolling in at a different speed and a different velocity than we would see on Earth. It's really an amazing little piece of tape. I was on Coast to Coast and released uh, three three uh, frames that I uh, was able to capture. I'll soon be able to put it on YouTube. I've been waiting for a long time to uh, get a YouTube channel and where I can upload this. So you're all going to see it. It's a, a beach on Mars. Looking forward to it. Doesn't doesn't shock me. Uh, let me ask you, Robert. Have you seen the video um, that circulated a few years ago and is still all over the internet uh, from the supposed Mars Viking secret mission in 1962, where we supposedly landed on Mars? Yeah, in the 60s? I've seen that. That comes from a movie called Alternative Three, which right. came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Well, you know, that's a very convincing piece of uh, video. I mean, I it really is. That yeah. For nineteen, for early, I recall it was about nineteen seventy-two, if I'm correct, that the Alternative Three was was aired only a couple of times out there in, in England, and then the tape disappeared and has reemerged now. But mm-hmm. I'm saying for for nineteen seventy-three, that terrain and uh, whoever was flying that quote-unquote helicopter uh, really did a phenomenal job of making me believe that I was flying over Mars. I mean, even the, you mentioned the terrain. It really does look a lot like what we're seeing uh, from the rover now. Now, exactly. Yeah, it's very, even the, like, the way the sky looks. Which, by the way, have you noticed this, uh, Robert? You know, have you noticed that, that how the sky on Mars has changed color uh, from NASA's pictures in the last few years? Originally, when they released photos of Mars, it always had a really orange sky. Now it's looking more blue. Exactly. I said, how come Mars is <laughs> like Arizona? All of a sudden, you know, the last four or five years, yep. hey, it's starting to look like New Mexico and Arizona. You know? Yeah. I wonder if they're doing Surprise. this on purpose. Well, they were tweaking the colors. Everybody knows. You know, um, uh, what is it? his name is Steve Troy, and he used to work closely with Richard Hoagland. But he wrote an essay um, called The True Colors of the Moon, and uh, uh, our friend um, 
Jose Escamilla picked up on that idea and did a whole movie on how the the colors, the real colors of the moon, are uh, bleached out of NASA photos. Uh, for the most part, why uh, does the terrain that the Chinese rover is running around on look uh, brown and orange with green patches on it? Have you noticed that? That is Where a good question. The color, the color photos, the color video of the Chinese rovers shows it mm -hmm. running on kind of a rust-colored land, and in single frames of that the Chinese have released, I've found that there are distinctly green patches in that terrain. Now, how come we can't see that here on Earth, just uh, with the naked eye? Could it be because of the atmosphere you know, makes the you color know disappear? Do you know why the sky looks blue during the day? Because uh, it's reflecting the uh, water on the ocean? Because, because it's refracting and filtering out all but the blue, the majority of the blue light. The full spectrum light is coming from the sun, but the atmosphere is way off. filter... <laughs> And it it it's sort of filter and it's screening out and allowing in only, or primor primarily the blue light. Except that mm. suns that when it acts as a lens and we get the red sunsets and sunrises. Right. Well, you know, I pondered this idea of why we are missing the the true colors of the moon, and then it hit me. You know what? The atmosphere is still there at night, and it's still doing the same thing it does during the day, and it's filtering out primarily. Uh, everything except uh, the blue spectrum. But there's a fellow, I have to say, this fellow, uh, Dark Sky Watcher 74, he has his own observatory. It's a digital telescope that he sets up. He's got a YouTube channel. And this man has captured some of the most beautiful, beautiful uh, images of the moon. And in one of his programs, uh, as he's scanning the moon, from the northwest, I should say from the northeast to the southwest, he passes over several, several regions of very distinct terrain, highlands, mountains, the Maria, uh, etc. And there, in his videos, you can see the distinct colors of the surface of the moon, including that color that the Chinese rover is running around on, that, that rust orange color. You know, um, Gene Cernan, he found, he found the Genesis rock in this crater that got blown out. When they went up to that crater, he said he saw orange soil. That's what attract, attracted him to it. So he went and took samples, and it was in that excavation that uh, he discovered the orange soil, but he also discovered what is called the Genesis rock, which is one of the oldest... Here's a here's a thought. If there's areas on the moon that is brownish, kind of like what Mars looks like, what are the odds that the rover is actually on the moon and it's just a big old hoax? You mean the Mars? Mars? No, I. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, the the moon's um, the moon's horizon and its curvature is different than that of Mars. They're different sized planets. Uh, True. Uh, and the the atmosphere that you see in the rover pictures uh, are quite distinct from what you what I call atmosphere on the moon. The, the moon does have some something of an atmosphere. Um, there is condensation of and huge areas of dark smoke-filled uh, craters. You can see them in some of the Apollo 14 photographs as they went around uh, onto the, the uh, far side of the moon. 
they were going over the Mare Orientale, which is usually a very distinct area of uh, concentric, two concentric rings of mountains around an abyss that that is so deep that you could fit Mount Fuji inside it. Wow. And in those photographs, the thing is fuming and smoking as if it's uh, erupting, sort of like a smoldering volcano. So, And I found a lot of that kind of activity, smoke and vapors that appear in certain uh, Apollo photographs. So the moon is very active. It's dynamic. It does have some some uh, semblance of volcanism, and it has a tremendous amount of water that's all over the moon. The University of Tennessee discovered that so much limestone in uh, in the Apollo 14 uh, rock specimens that uh, they said that water is ubiquitous on the moon. It means everywhere. And then the Chandra satellite uh, confirmed that there are wet patches around the moon, everywhere around the moon. And then the Lacrosse impact uh, that broke up in Cabeus Crater uh, dis- disintegrated ice through which the second part flew, and they've proven now that there's plenty of water on the moon. It makes perfect sense there should be water on the moon since the impact that created the moon gouged out a huge part of the Pacific Ocean. I mean, mm. there's, there's a... The deepest part of the of the ocean is is in the Pacific, and it's hypothesized that Theia, when it impacted this planetoid, impacted Earth. It hit in that region, and so it sh- should have carried away trillions of gallons of water, which then must have congealed into uh, ice and right. sunk into the moon. Chunks of ice. So, yeah. We're getting a we're getting there. Accurate, more Hopefully, accurate. we'll have answers eventually. In this you know what fellows yep. have to see is uh, the the color photographs that Clementine took of the far side of the moon are very revealing. They don't look like anything that we, you know that NASA's shown in the front of the moon. They're vast cavernous regions, um, in certain regions of the moon, leading into hollows in the interior. The moon is kind of lumpy. It has uh, it has three sections, uh, mass mass cones inside it. It has three lumps. It's kind of weird, and that's really the reason that the, this asymmetry of uh, its density is the reason that it's always got uh, the face fa- uh, facing us. The greater mass is on one side of the moon, and so that is holding. Um, it's the, the gravitational uh, link to Earth, and so prevents it from spinning around relative to us, though it spins around relative to the sun. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert, um, have you seen, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, the, uh, and this has been talked about recently in the news, uh, the Saturn's moon, the one that looks like the Death Star. Uh, have you done any... Series. Uh, Yes. Have you uh, done any uh, homework on that at, at all? Because it really does have an artificial satellite look to it. Like it almost, it doesn't look like a real, you know, moon. Well, um, you mean the one with the the ridge? Right. Yeah. yeah it looks like it has like the same kind of wall. Of um, I would uh, I would tend to think that that's more of a natural formation because of the uh, the way the gravitational forces 
of Saturn and its moons mm-hmm. and Jupiter would interact with those those moons during their formation. Uh, the one, the moon of, of Saturn that I'm really interested in is Titan. That is the one that uh, is the most Earth-like looking uh, moon, and it has oceans, although they're oceans of methane, and so... <laughs> we'll be going to swim on, in one of those oceans. But really, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm interested in this. I read uh, Project Sign, uh, you know, Blue Book was the yeah. third uh, uh, Air Force study, and there were certain uh, findings in Project's uh, sign that um, should be discussed, and I'm going to tell you now. In those days, the United States Air Force, the U.S. government, got the major observatories on Earth to track the, the UFO motherships because the flying saucers were here and being deployed, apparently, by carriers, UFO motherships. So, and they were fleets. And so they asked the astronomers to try to follow these fleets and to find out where they were coming from and going to because they were, they were changing positions. And the astronomers came back and said that it appeared that these craft were coming from Saturn's moon, Titan. Hmm. So when Huygens landed and found <laughs> this very Earth-like looking terrain and... Uh, weather, I said to myself, maybe there's something going on, you know, and, you know, the the greys, see, the story of the greys coming from Zeta Reticuli is is uh, something that I don't really fully uh, accept. Me neither. I, I think that uh, some of the extraterrestrials visiting Earth are, as I say, local yokels, products, uh, animated intelli- intelligences, that are products of uh, solar system evolution, parallel evolutions. And there could have been, as well, parallel evolution of life on the moon for a uh, period of time. Because when Thea gouged out the Pacific Ocean and carried away a big chunk of Earth and its water and everything that was in the soup, and it's very likely uh, that the same or similar chemical interactions were occurring on the moon when it was uh, really full of water and there may have been some life forms that evolved on the moon parallel evolution uh, of their own you know parallel life forms developing and they may have adapted to a subterranean or sublunar I should say sublunar existence hmm. I don't think that's so far-fetched so it could be you know Huh, something, something creepy yeah. crawly on the moon. I'll tell Probably, you honestly, yeah. the, 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 one of the scariest pictures I've ever seen was the first Zond lander, you know? The Zond Russian, uh, Russian Zond lander came down near a crater. And the first picture of it that I saw, I remember, was on the cover of the Daily News back in the 60s. I saw something that looked like a horseshoe crab and a lot of tracks all around the crater. And then if you look into the crater, it, looks, it, it appears as if there's something rising out of the crater. It's a still photograph, but there's something that's rising out of it. It looks mechanical to me. And ever since, I've seen, uh, ever since I saw that photograph, I've uh, entertained the idea that there is a lot of mining going on on the moon. Does not I mean, shock me at all. Hard. Yeah, I could you see tracks. You know, yeah. if you look at some of the lunar uh, photos, surface areas. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, you do. Mm-hmm. Well, 
you know, when when you grow up uh, in the country and you learn about, you know, footprints and tracks, and when you study entomology and you look you know, under the microscope or at high-resolution photographs of ant colonies and termites, you recognize the tracks that they leave. And when I saw that Zahn photograph, the, the terrain around the crater and this thing, it's, it looks like one would say a rock, but it reminded me of a horseshoe crab. And to quite be quite honest with you, it gave me the willies. And when I see the picture even now, I look at it like, it gives me the willies. Hey, let me ask you, what do you think of the Apollo 20 videos that have surfaced on the uh, Internet? I think the Apollo 20 story is is a myth. I think that there may be some uh, footage included in that video that may have been taken by other missions. That's what I think. Well, I know, so, I know someone who works at who actually is retired from NASA. And he actually mm -hmm. said that, you know, the pictures, the video that shows this, the... The Mo Mona Lisa alien. The Mona oh, Lisa alien. Right. You know, she, he said to me that that's actually really the inside of a LEN module. That's but not a know, hoax. This is why I say I, I don't dis dismiss the Apollo 20 uh, scenario. I... I I don't recognize an Apollo 20 mission, but I say that the footage that was used in compiling that story, a lot of it looks authentic to me, yep, in yep. particular, the Mona Lisa, mm -hmm. because I saw many years ago, I saw a couple of still photographs that were taken inside the, uh, the uh, command capsule. And they had laid out some of the specimens and some of the, uh, the baggage that they brought. They picked up on the moon. Apollo 14 picked up about 800 to 900 pounds of, of lunar material. And there was something on, laid out on the, uh, the table, as you would call it, but it's actually part of the rocket motor, I believe. And it looked to me like it could have been the shape of a human a humanoid body encased in in something it did it didn't have an ordinary rock shape so then years later this Mona Lisa story comes out and mm -hmm. I want to uh, mention that this alien Mona Lisa looks very oriental she has a remarkable face she looks Mongolian she, she looks Asian more Alaskan Indian. to me Asian Indian like that's what I was getting more like yeah. Eastern well, and that, and then the um, the great detail in let's call it the and everything mummification yeah, process. It's mm -hmm. uh, remarkable, and to me, I remember the story of Chang O. You see, the reason the Chinese named their rover Chang O and the other and the little rover Yutu is a story of a Chinese woman that was supposedly abducted and taken to the moon. Her name was Chang O. And she was a woman who... Really? really? She was a woman who, Chinese legend says, thousands of years ago, she and her husband were concocting the, uh, the pill of immortality, the elixir of immortality. And it was very, a very potent um, alchemical uh, 
formula, a pill, and it was supposed to be half and half. And she was afraid of being caught with this, um, and so she swallowed it. She took the whole pill, and she started to levitate. And she floated up, and she floated up. And according to the story, a six-foot-tall, six-foot-tall Chinese uh, gray rabbit took her off to the moon. And when the Chinese look at the moon, they don't see the man on the moon that we see. Their icon is a rabbit and this Chinese princess, Chang'o. And here I always wanted the moon to actually be made out of cheese. Well, I didn't want that. So disappointed. But let me me finish the story, is that (laughs) I learned of Chang'o in 1969 when Apollo 11 was going to the moon. Uh, Ah. uh, NASA Houston called them up and told them to be on the lookout for this Chinese princess named Chang'o. She'd been abducted 2,000 years ago and taken to the moon by a six-foot-tall Chinese rabbit. So if they saw her around, they'd keep an eye out for her and let them know. And the Apollo astronauts weren't giggling when they said, you know, Roger. It's fascinating. That is a fascinating story. Robert, we're uh, just about out of time. We have about maybe a minute left. Uh, quickly, uh, give us your email ad- I mean, not your email, your website address uh, so the listeners can uh, track you down and uh, keep following along. Of course, your full digest and any other website you want to promote. Well, uh, go to my... I, ba- I basically run my Facebook page like my newspaper. So I, yes, you do. I encourage people to, to log on to Facebook and to go to Robert Morningstar. Um, the one with the dolphin head uh, icon, and I think it says Robert Morningstar dash twelve or something like that. So tune in, mm-hmm. keep uh, keep in touch, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. We will definitely have you back on pretty soon, my friend. Love we're having you on. Always important. always love having you on. Guys, uh, we're almost out of time here. we got to go. Uh, Keith is uh, over there uh, giving me the signal. It's been fun. Thank you, uh, Robert, again for being uh, our guest uh, tonight, and, uh, and it's always fun having you on, man. You're the best. And uh, thank you, Nancy Burns, for being on on the first hour and uh, kind of getting some news out. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> thank you we to always, Keith Rowland. We always yes. get sidetracked, you know. Always. Uh, thank you to Keith Rowland for providing the stream every week. Thank you to Art Bell for coming back in a few months and allowing us to say, stick around, Art Bell's next. But not yet. Not yet. Soon. 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 Do you know how soon, Alan? No? Uh, I don't have the clock kick- ticking down on it's my like screen. It's like 72 clock. days, I think, or something like that. Tick, 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 so tick, close. tick, 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 tick. Guys, we'll be back next week on Skywatchers Radio with another fascinating guest. Maybe not as good as Robert here, because Robert is hes the best. I mean, Right. Let's be honest. Robert, you're the best. But next week, we're going to have Bob Mitchell on, and we're going to talk about... UFOs, aliens, and alien encounter. So stick around. That's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around for whatever is coming up next here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Stay safe. Stay classy. (laughs) 